Welcome to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host of the Catholic Foodie. So happy that you are here with me today. What a glorious day. We've got some good weather down here in South Louisiana, in New Orleans, and it is festival time, folks. Festival time. We are in the spring, and uh, this is actually this weekend kicks off for us the festival season in South Louisiana. And we do that every year with a very special festival called the French Quarter Festival. And we'll be talking about the French Quarter Festival today. Uh, It's just staggering when you think about it. You know, Mardi Gras is probably the the biggest uh, event, annual event that is associated with New Orleans. And yet um, the amount of people that come from all over, not just the country, but the world for the French Quarter Festival is... I don't know. It's staggering. It's staggering to me. It's a four-day event. It goes from Thursday evening uh, through Sunday. Uh, And this is the weekend, this past weekend, uh, the weekend of uh, French Quarter Festival. So we'll be talking about that. I do have some old interviews uh, with the folks who actually put on this event. Uh, I interviewed uh, Marcy Schramm three years ago uh, for Catholic Community Radio uh, for the French Quarter Fest event, and uh, that was the 30th uh, year of the French Quarter Festival then. So we are now in the 33rd year of this awesome festival. It's free. It's a free festival open to the public down in the French Quarter and the uh, surrounding area, uh, downtown lakefront area. And if you've been in New Orleans, you know, you know, the uh, it's kind of a unique area. Uh, unique area, the French Quarter, that whole area down there, the lakefront. We're going to talk a little bit about the area. And of course, of course, here on The Catholic Foodie, we're going to talk about what? The food. (laughs) So whether you are going to be at or whether you were at the French Quarter Fest this weekend or not, uh, I'm sure you would enjoy hearing about the Good Eats there, available there. And it's restaurants. It's local restaurants. usually 60 plus vendors there every year providing food uh, out of uh, tents, you know, stands that, that, that would set up uh, uh, food stands or tents along different areas. You've got a section on the lakefront. You've got some right there in Jackson Square in front of uh, St. Louis Cathedral, uh, kind of all over. You do little, little areas where you can purchase uh, food. And it's not like, you know, McDonald's and Wendy's and that kind of stuff. We're talking food from some of the best restaurants in New Orleans. So we'll talk about the food and what's available at this festival in particular, but also other festivals that take place in New Orleans. You'll get a a sneak peek into that. And uh, we'll talk about music, too, because what is New Orleans known for besides the food and besides Mardi Gras? The music, right? Jazz. So we're going to be talking about jazz today. You might uh, be able to tell that I'm a little under the weather and uh, it's not, I'm not, I don't have a cold. I'm not contagious, contagious. I can't talk, but (laughs) other than that, uh, it's just the allergies. You know, I mentioned it's springtime. You hear that? Uh, I'm having to try to breathe here. Uh, You know, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I don't know what the weather's like there, but I can tell you here, in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, South Louisiana, I'm assuming Lafayette's pretty similar to us here. I'm on the North Shore of New Orleans. The pollen in the springtime is uh, ever present. It, it, it's just everywhere. Matter of fact, get up in the morning to go start the car to go to the office, and uh, 
you know, folks up in, in, in uh, up north, you know, in the wintertime, they go out in the morning to start their cars. What do they find in their cars? They find snow, right? Well, we don't have snow here. Not really, not often. Uh, but in the springtime, you walk outside, you, you go to start your car to get to the office in the morning. What do you find? Pollen. <laughs> it's visible. It is yellow and it is coating the cars. Uh, it's just, it's just everywhere. So it, it, that's in my voice right now. I'm, I've, uh, I've matter of fact, I, I developed a cough, uh, yesterday, uh, just the usual annual, you know, actually it's not just annual. It's usually once a quarter, uh, I start to battle the, uh, the allergy thing. So I apologize for the scratchiness of my voice. Uh, that, that is just what happens down here in my neck of the woods. All right, so we have the, the 33rd Annual French Quarter Festival this weekend. This is April 7th through 10th. And, uh, you know, there's something new every year. 33 years, there's something new every year. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's new uh, this year. Uh, but it's music, food, and culture, right? That's what the official press release says. Music, food, and culture will take center stage at French Quarter Festival presented by Chevron. Got to mention that. I don't have to mention it, but they've got to mention it, right? Presented by Chevron, April 7th through 10, 2016. The French Quarter Festival's Incorporated, which is uh, the company that organizes all of this, puts this together every year. French Quarter Festival's Incorporated. They also have a hand in the Satchmo Fest in the summertime, which is, uh, you know, um, we'll talk about more about Satchmo then, uh, but that's another festival in the summertime. French Quarter Fest is typically a lot better, in my opinion, simply because the weather's better. You know, it's not so hot and humid in the summertime in New Orleans. You can cut the humidity with a knife. You know, it's 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 uh, sometimes oppressive and unbearable. But in the springtime, and we were we are having a mild spring this year. Uh, the weather's just gorgeous. I think it was in the 40s this morning, which is crazy. It's going to get up probably to the upper 70s, low 80s today. But still, you got that breeze that that kind of blows throughout the day, and it's it's uh, it's it's enjoyable. It's more than endurable. It's actually enjoyable, and that's rare. That is rare for us down here in South Louisiana. So uh, you have all this going on. The French Quarter Festival's Incorporated announces details of the 33rd annual uh, event, the largest showcase of Louisiana music and culture in the world. That is the French Quarter Festival. It is known as the world's largest jazz brunch. Festival goers can expect New Orleans' finest restaurants at this world largest world's largest jazz brunch music from over check this out check this out music from over 1700 world class local musicians 1700 musicians over the course of those 4 days and um in 2015 it was uh named the best large festival by uh, in New Orleans by Offbeat Magazine, and uh, also listed as the one thing to do in Louisiana by the Huffington Post. So pretty good, pretty cool, huh? I mean, it's a great event. I love it. I'm not going this year. Don't tell nobody. Shh. That's a secret between me and you. Don't tell anybody. I will not be there this year. Why? Uh, well, because we just have so much going on, you know, so much going on right now. 
And uh, you've heard me talk about this before on the show, but yeah, I've got three teenagers and a tomorrow will be a 10 month old and uh, just a lot to do, a lot going on. So we're going to hold off. We're actually not, we're, we're trying to take a breather. We've had several things every weekend, the last several weekends in a row. And uh, we're trying to kind of catch our breath a little bit. So I will be dreaming of the food and the music from afar this weekend, uh, but it's good. It's good. And, uh, I want to give you a sneak peek, give you kind of like a, some background into this. And let's uh, let's take a listen. This is a news story that kind of gives an overview of uh, the French Quarter Fest. Very succinct in about a minute or so uh, amount of time. It gives you a little insight into the scope of the festival and talks a little bit about the lineup, the musicians, the lineup this year for 2016. This comes from WDSU in New Orleans. Let's take a listen. The French Quarter Festival has become one of the city's biggest events only behind Mardi Gras, and organizers hope that this year's festival is even bigger and better than years past. Over four days, more than 1,700 local artists will perform on dozens of stages, spread out from the riverfront into the French Quarter and all the way to Spanish Plaza. This free festival with food, music, and art that showcases the various cultures that make up Louisiana was created 33 years ago to draw locals back into the quarter. It's met that goal, and according to tourism officials, it's become a way to attract hundreds of thousands of visitors, and it has an economic impact of nearly $200 million. We uh, survey people throughout the year, and the French Quarter Festival was listed as one of the top reasons why they would visit New Orleans. The music, the food, uh, to really experience the culture. When you can see so many musicians at one time, local musicians, it is just off the chart. The list of the more than 1,700 local artists who'll take the stage during the festival has been released, but we're told by festival organizers the times those artists will perform will be released at a later date. Reporting in the French Quarter, Kelsey Davis, WDSU News. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. We'll talk some about the uh, the lineup, uh, the musicians uh, this year, if I can find that page. Uh, we'll talk about that. You know, that is, it's just amazing to me. You know, the one thing they said, the one thing to do in Louisiana, according to the Huffington Post, is the French Quarter Festival. Now, I will say that I did go. I, I have been uh, multiple years to the French Quarter Festival. And I remember going in particular uh, in 2013 and 2014 because of uh, the Around the Table radio show that I do in New Orleans and Baton Rouge. And wanted to uh, kind of get a, a, a sneak peek, interview some of the folks who were involved, including Marcy Schramm, who was or is uh, kind of the executive director in charge of putting on this particular festival every year and uh, getting some insights from her. So we're going to bring her on via that interview in just a bit in the show here today. Uh, and we also I wanted to go and to be able to sample uh, some of the food and to be able to talk about that intelligently on the show. So we will be talking about that today too. Uh, I've got, matter of fact, some links I'm going to put up in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com that I want to share with you. And these are going to give you some, um, well, there are going to be additional links to some of the food and where you can find that uh, online. If you wanted to, to maybe even try some of these recipes, some of these dishes at home, you'd be able to do that. And also it gives you some thoughts that I have on 
some of the foods that we ate at the French Quarter Fest. So a lot of good things. And uh, again, I am just so, so happy that you are here with me today. Thank you so much for listening. I am the Catholic Foodie, Jeff Young, your host here on the Catholic Foodie Show. We got to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show on Breadbox Media. I'm your host, Jeff Young. So glad that you are joining me today. We're talking about the French Quarter Festival, and I want to play an interview for you right now. This is one of the, probably the most fun, one of the most fun interviews I've done uh, with the Catholic Foodie, talking with Nasser Nance, uh, who is a co-owner of a company, a restaurant called Dreamy Weenies. Funny name, but some seriously good food. And uh, they were debuting three years ago at the French Quarter Festival. And uh, this is a fun, fun interview. So let's take a listen. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson with uh, Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, sitting right across from me here. And boy, we are talking about some action going on this weekend with the French Quarter Festival. That's right. 30 years now. 30 years. If you're just joining us, by the way, this is a new show, a uh, new afternoon show. We're kind of getting you ready for the weekend. You know, we live, we know how to live. We live our faith. We, we, we're we all about uh, eating, right, Jeff? Right, right. And, good food. Uh, good food and uh, good faith. And uh, here we are. And uh, I'll tell you what, getting back to the French Quarter Festival, that that that's a mighty big festival going on this weekend. We've been talking to some people that are going to be serving some mighty good food. And uh, we got somebody oh, else yeah. on the line, huh? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, you know, there's over 60 different vendors, I believe, uh, that are, that, that'll be there for the, the weekend of, of the French Quarter Festival. And uh, one of the ones, I'm telling you, I just, I, I was looking through the list. They yeah. have a menu online, you know, you can go and you can see all the stuff that's available. Right. And one of the, the vendors that's going to be there, just, it, it, the name just grabbed me. You know, <laughs> I'm like, like, what is this? I, I need to find out about it. So uh, we want to welcome Nasser to the show, uh, Nasser Nance, who is with Dreamy Weenies, which is just a ph- phenomenal name. So, <laughs> I like the welcome, name too. Welcome, Nasser. Thank you, thank you, thank you, gentlemen. I have heard incredible things about your hot dogs here in town. And uh, well, I'll tell you what. First, uh, before we get to what you're serving at the at the festival, uh, tell us about uh, Dreamy Weenies. Well, Dreamy Weenies, uh, uh, located at 740 North Rampart, uh, right directly across the street from Armstrong Park. We're on the outskirts of the French Quarter, right before it becomes Treme. Uh, we are, what we, like, as we like to say, we are what happens when New Orleans does the hot dog. We have a saying <laughs> below our logo that we are hot dogs gone NOLA. So the hot dog has come down here. It's met a couple of New Orleanians, and it's realized that, hey, I can do some other things than what Oscar Mayer traditionally imagined. Oh, that's uh, great. So we do those things. We do them on a fresh baked bun that's delivered to us every morning. Wow. Or we can take that same hot dog or sausage and dip it in the corn dog batter that we make from scratch in the house. So it's wow. hot dogs, but it's New Orleans-style hot dogs, definitely. Okay, so is it just your basic hot dog, or do you have different types of meat? Or oh, how, yeah, that absolutely. Uh, Dreamy Winnie's has three different types of hot dogs available for you. Uh, Dreamy Winnie's has a kosher dog, a halal dog, and a vegan item. So basically what we were looking to do is do something for everybody. I mean, Louisiana, New Orleans is a melting pot full of different people, and so we didn't want anyone to feel left out when it comes to this excellent <laughs> item, so we did just that, uh, halal, kosher, and vegan at Dreamy Winnie's. Wow. That okay, is awesome. So, so uh, tell me about the vegan one. You, you got me intrigued here. Uh, I would uh, never expect a hot dog to be healthy, but, uh, you know. Yeah, and you asked it in such an interesting way. You, had, you said 
tell me about the vegan one when we actually have three different vegan All options. Right. <laughs> uh, there's a, a, a vegan uh, Polish sausage, there's a vegan Italian sausage, and then there's a, a falafel dog that we top off all wow. kinds of ways tzatziki curry sauce tomatoes creole oh, that mix. sounds good uh, we also have a vegan bun which has to be requested uh because the tradition our regular bun is not vegan but we do have a wheat bun that happens to be vegan as well and it's actually popular among non-vegan people yeah wow. Now, so I, I come to I'm, I come to your place and I say, well, just give me a regular old hot dog. I'm sure I can get that, or a regular chili dog, or something like that. Absolutely, but, uh, that that will fall under the traditional beef knock. We have, I mean, we do the exotic things, but most people <laughs> just want that classic American hot dog with sure. sauerkraut and mustard. And of course, we do that, uh, but it's done in a fresh way. You know, okay. we do a, a Creole mustard that we make, mm. uh, and uh, sauerkraut has not been sitting out, sitting in the sand all day, all night. You know. Or, <laughs> things like that. So absolutely, we can still do that classic traditional hot dog that people love so much. Now give me an example of some of the more, uh, uh, what I want to say, unique hot dogs that you have. Uh, so uh, I guess in terms of the unique hot dogs, Dreaming Winnie's does what we specialize in, actually. The Satchmo dog, which is a Dreaming Winnie of your choice with red beans and rice on top. Huh. I like to top mine personally with onions, mustard, and cheese. We have the uh, Toulouse dog. We do the barbecue shrimp sauce from scratch. Oh, we put that wow. on top of any hot dog you like, and that, that goes so well with the Trinity, the uh, onions, bell pepper, and celery. Oh, That's wow. definitely one of my favorites. The Gin Chili dog, which is named after one of our traditional New Orleans neighborhoods. Wait, wait, wait. wait! Not Gin Chili, but Gin Chili? Not Gin Chili, exactly. <laughs> the Gin Chili dog. We right. do the chili from scratch, but we do it in a local flavor by adding the Creole mix. We like to do cream cheese on the bun as well with that one. Mm, uh, one wow. My favorites. Uh, it's, it's amazing how that tang from the cream cheese and that spice from the chili works together. You would think they were first cousins, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. What about the Toulouse one? Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so that barbecue shrimp sauce, that's in a Toulouse dog. All right. This is not a, a, a shrimp paste that we pick up from the grocery store or anything <laughs> like that. The chef who does it, actually, his grandmother is from, uh, is from Gentilly, and it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a recipe that she taught him and so my first time seeing it I'm seeing shrimp heads with the eyes still yeah. in and I'm oh, yeah. onion peels you know all kinds of things and I'm like dude is this like a compost was, no this is my shrimp stock that he uses oh, for goodness. the barbecue shrimp sauce and yeah. so it's very much so Louisiana uh, and very much so New Orleans and so we decided hey if it's going to be on a new if we're going to do New Orleans style hot dogs we have to do a classic barbecue shrimp sauce I mean oh absolutely on that Italian sauce is at that oh man good wow. stuff wow that is phenomenal. Look, uh, you you can't have all these available, huh? This weekend at the French Quarter Fest, so you got just certain ones, or, or how's that work? Yeah, well, so we brought it down to just three options. Uh, you you'll be able to come and pick up that classic hot dog. I mean, Dreaming Winnie's again. Uh, we 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 want to serve everybody, and so people who just want mustard and ketchup, you'll be able to come there and get a traditional Dreaming Winnie. Mm-hmm. Top it off with mustard, ketchup, sauerkraut, onions, relish, cheese, whichever you prefer. Right. But for those people who are looking for something uh, a little unique uh, or, or naturally New Orleans as people say yeah. <laughs> you can choose from the Satchmo dog with the bar, uh, with the uh, red beans and rice on top or you can go with the gin chili dog with the chili made from scratch still uh, we're not going to sacrifice quality for the festival uh, and with the Creole mix the chopped up onions bell pepper and celery fresh chopped <clears throat> Wow. Now the red beans and rice. You you guys making the red beans there or uh Absolutely. We don't know other way, man. I mean you can't here's the thing. You know, that's a good question because you can cut corners, man, but people in Louisiana will find out. They know the taste. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes, uh, indeed. And so they know what to expect when it comes to those those things. And so we yes, we do them from scratch in house. 
Well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have my family with me uh, for the, the festival, and I'm, I'm going to hunt you down. Where, 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 where can I find you? Where are you going to be located? The U.S. Mint, actually. Um, this is our first year, and so we figured we'd give it a shot at the Mint, see how it goes, and let people experience us, and uh, and maybe move on to the riverfront next year. Who there knows? But for hey. right now, we're definitely at the U.S. Mint. You can catch us there right at, uh, at Barracks, if I'm not mistaken, okay. where the French market ends. Uh, so please, yeah, you and your family come and check us out. Bring a bib if that's your thing, but we'll have plenty of napkins for you. You know, b- both of you guys, Jeff and uh, and and well, I, Mr. Nance, y'all help me out here. Uh, I'm from Baton Rouge, okay. Uh-huh. So where am I going to find the mint, y'all? How, how do how do I find that? If you take Esplanade Avenue, uh-huh. uh, Riverbound, All right. it will literally lead you directly to the mint. All the way down to the river. All mm-hmm. the way down to the okay. river. You can't miss it. We're to your right if you're a Riverbound. Uh, but then again, you'll see the stages, and you may even smell the weenies. Yay! <laughs> wow. I tell you what, I love, I love the the, the idea of the the Sashmo dog. Uh, you know, I, the, the famous story. I mean, he loved red beans and rice. He used to sign all his letters, "Red beans and ricely yours." Okay. And then we're directly, yeah. we're located directly across the street from Armstrong Park, so we we were almost, we had to literally, you know. Wow. Oh, yeah, oh that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now, uh, uh, your your place is on Rampart Street, right? Correct. Okay. 740 North Rampart. 740 North Rampart. And uh, I can just come in and you probably have a menu that I will look at and just pretty much be overwhelmed by uh, all the variety of hot dogs you got. Initially, but what we, we tried to uh, just simple, simplify for people at Dreaming Weenies. We, you know, we are about the food, but we're definitely about good customer service at Dreaming Weenies. And so it becomes overwhelming. But what you'll see is we'll hand you a menu in front of you, yeah. which kind of brings it all together and explain it slowly and help you to decide what kind of toppings you like to do. Because it is a build your own dog, so that way you get the best hot dog. Uh, you came for, not the one that everyone else came for. Uh, but it, it actually beca- turns out to be pretty simple when you get the menu in hand. All right. Now, what's the average price for a hot dog? What's the range? So our traditional hot dog with all of the free toppings, mustard, onions, ketchup, sauerkraut, relish, is six ninety five. dollars okay. Dreaming Weenies, our hot dogs are roughly 7 inches, quarter pound. Again, top quality beef or turkey franks or vegan franks with a bun that's baked fresh delivered to us every morning. You can do the Iber Meal, which is the dog of your choice with the free toppings, chips and a drink for eight fifty five. The BN meal is dogs, French fries and a drink. You can choose from waffle fries, seasoned waffle fries, or sweet potato fries. Hey. Or if you really want to make a meal out of it, you'll do the Mandy meal, okay. which is the dog of your choice, a side item in a drink, and all the sides are made from scratch and house. I'm loving these hey. plays on words. Wait a minute, they got the Mandy meal, no, the, the Mandy meal and the Iber meal. Meal, depending on which part of town you're from. Oh, uh, right? that's right. That's right. That's right. Y'all are having too much fun over there now. Yes, that sounds yeah, like a- it is. I must say, it's a, it's a load of fun. I mean, we're in the back of the quarter, but it still has that same live local vibe. You know? I, now, how long have you been open? It's been almost nine months now. You're, wow. you're brand new to the yeah. area. Yeah, we're new yeah. to the bar. Absolutely. Okay. But well-received. Lots of uh, lots of repeat customers, lots of new faces at the same time. Mm-hmm. People who are here for the first time but say, hey, hey, I heard about you. I read about you in the paper. Or I heard about you on the radio. Right. And so uh, it, it's working out for us well. I bet it is. Do you have any, uh, guys have any other plans for the future or anything, or is it too early to tell? Well, I mean, both of us have student loans. Oh. So <laughs> you better believe we have plans for the future. I mean, they've got their, they've got my arm turned saying, open yes. more places. you got to yeah. pay those loans back. So, that's yeah, right. we hope so. But that's, that's, if the food continues to be received well, then we'll try to meet our customers halfway. Absolutely. Fantastic. 
That's fantastic. Well, Nasser, thank you so much for taking the time to, to be with us today. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm going to be there for two meals now. You know, yeah. I'll be there for, from lunch to, to dinner. So I plan on stopping by your place twice. Hey, <laughs> and Gravy Weenies, hot dogs gone, though, but just bring your appetite. Real awesome. quick before we let you go, I'm coming into town, and suppose I'm not going to the festival. What are your hours? I'm going to have to stop it right there. We are getting close to a break, but it, wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun? That I, it, it was just so much fun talking with him, and there were so many plays on words coming coming around with uh, you know Louisiana culture, New Orleans in particular. Uh, but you're listening to the Catholic Foodie Show on Breadbox Media. I'm your host Jeff Young. We gotta take a break. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host. The Catholic Foodie is so glad that you were listening today. And we are talking French Quarter Festival. Was that not fun? Was that not fun talking with Nasser Nance of Dreamy Weenies last segment? <laughs> and I'll have you know that uh, that year, that 2013, for the French Quarter Festival, my wife and I and the kids, uh, we were there all day. I can't remember the day of the week that was, if it was a Friday or Saturday, but we were there the entire day. And uh, we did hit up. Uh, we, we covered a lot of ground. You know, we went with the intention of trying all kinds of different foods. There's five of us. My kids all have healthy appetites. And so we were really trying to hit different restaurants and try, you know, sample different dishes. And we shared everything. So a lot of fun. But when we came to Dreamy Weenies, we tried the Satchmo dog and we also tried the Gin Chili dog. And I tell you what, they were both, they were both just so good. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun, great weather. Matter of fact, three years ago, it, the weather was kind of like it is today. It's just beautiful. It's sunny. It's cool. It's not too obnoxiously hot and humid like it typically is down here in South Louisiana. It was just beautiful. And uh, kind of like today. I like that. I like that. It's very, very good. It's going to be hard to keep myself from driving down to the quarter this weekend, you know. But like I said, we do have to take a break from time to time. That happens, you know. Life is so busy. Sometimes we just got to stop. We just got to stop. And that's what we're doing this weekend. Try to take a little break, uh, try to take a little break, a little breather. We have a lot of things coming up in the next few weeks too. So, uh, no French quarter fest for us, but Hey, I'll be cooking anyway. We'll have some good food. All right. We did talk uh, three years ago also with the principal organizer of the event, uh, Marcy Schramm, and she gives us uh, some insights into uh, what the event is like and, and kind of some bigger, a bigger picture of the event. Uh, it's a lot of fun. As I mentioned, this is really the kickoff for festival season in South Louisiana. And uh, from here on out, I mean, weekend after weekend, it seems like we've got one festival upon another. This is the first one, kind of the kickoff. And, uh, you know, Jazz Fest is coming up in a few weeks. I, I will be talking about Jazz Fest, which is a huge, huge event every year that that uh, that draws people from all over the world, all over the world, come to Jazz Fest. And uh, I've got, actually, I've got some very specific Jazz Fest uh, recipes to share with you in the coming weeks, including the famous Crawfish Monica and also also crawfish bread. I'll, I'll share that with you. You can always use shrimp if you can't get your hands on crawfish. So we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Uh, but just there's so many events that come up, that, the festivals that are coming up, and food plays a central role in all of those events. That's just so, so cool to, to see that there's something about that, that, that coming together, that conviviality, right? That the coming together, uh, when, when food plays a big part of that, it, it, it is a, a binding agent, so to speak. It, it's something that brings us together, something that kind of 
holds us together uh, to celebrate this food. It gives us a sense really of communion, right? Which is what God made us for. We long for communion and communion, of course, we find a par excellence, right? The best way possible we find around God's table, around the altar, uh, that's that's what we call it, holy communion. But it doesn't just stop there, right? It doesn't just stop there, that God made us for communion. And we are called to experience that communion even in our families. You know, the Holy Father just released a brand new document, um, Amoris Laetitiae, I believe is, is what it is. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't recall if that's the exact name, but it's it's on the, the joy of love, right? The the joy of love, and it's all about family life. We are called to communion. We, we, we experience that communion in, in holy communion. We experience it in prayer with God, communion with God. We experience also in our families and our, our relationships, our friends. And so in food, plays such a huge role in this whole concept, this whole idea of communion. So we could go on and on and on about that, but we got we got to hear from Marcy Schramm uh, more about the French Quarter Fest before it is too late. So let's uh, let's take a listen to what she has to say. Now, this is the principal organizer, so she knows a thing or two about this festival. Again, this is an interview from 2013, the Around the Table food show that I do with David Dawson, president of Catholic Community Radio. This is a very busy time, I'm sure. I'm very excited that we're able to get Marcy Schramm on the phone. Marcy is with the French Quarter Festivals Incorporated, the good folks who put on the French Quarter Fest. Marcy, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Well, wow, we got a big weekend, huh? We do, yes. We have uh, four full days and um, expect a great crowd this year. Marcy, this is uh, this is Dave, and I hail from the Baton Rouge area. I have never been to a French Quarter Festival before. What do I what do I expect? Where do I go? What do I do? Well, we um, we take the French Quarter neighborhood and we basically turn it into festival grounds. We um, we have twenty one stages of music throughout the neighborhood, stretching from Canal Street back to Esplanade and from Bourbon Street to the river. All right. Um, we have over 1,400 local musicians who play this festival, everyone from Irma Thomas to Kermit Ruffins to Ooh. some of New Orleans' great brass bands, so some gospel choirs, and there's really something for everyone. We even have a classical music stage down at St. Mary's at the Ursuline Convent, Gosh. and some really, really beautiful special places where you can experience all the talent we've got here. And then in addition, we have over 60 of um, New Orleans' finest restaurants serving the food at our festival. We've got Galatoire's and Antoine's and Muriel's and K-Paul's, and it's really the best of the best of the food in New Orleans, too, in our festival. Okay, so how does this work? Do I just show up, or, or do I buy tickets? What do no, I do? you just show up. It's free and open to the public. Gosh. We have the largest free music festival in the South. Okay. We're the second largest festival in the country, and um, it is free and open to the public. We keep our, our food, we have our restaurants keep their prices very reasonable because we want people to be able to enjoy it and sample their way through the festival. Boy. And in addition, we're very family friendly. We have two really amazing family areas where kids can have um, different kinds of experiences, fun experiences, educational experiences, dance classes, uh, face painting, kid-friendly foods, and we have kids' stages too. So it's a big family uh, great experience. Yeah, I know that uh, one of my kids love the food. I mean, I, I, I go with um, <laughs> I go with extra money every year because uh, <laughs> my kids like to eat. Wonder where they get that oh, from. 
But I, I remember, it was, I think it was last year, they had um, uh, Rouse's Market had a crawfish uh, eating contest. Are they doing that again this year? They are. It is the, um, it's a, a sanctioned event by the International Federation of Eating, so it's the real thing. The professional eaters come in. Uh, <laughs> professional eater? And they do the, oh, the I gotta professionals, be and it's always fun to watch. It's always at 12 noon on Saturday at the Old U.S. Men. Oh wow, that's uh, that's exciting. I don't know if uh, can can anybody enter, or that you have to be like an official person. I'm sorry, say it again. Can anybody enter that contest, or is that something that's no, just no, reserved they for do, the? I mean, it's really they do the professional eaters, and then I think they do one celebrity round where they invite local media to participate oh. in that. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, that sounds like and then um, also Rouse's does a big crawfish boil. If you've never seen it, it's really something to see. They Today we pulled in these really giant uh, trailers, and it's a really phenomenal thing to watch them boil, you know, thousands of pounds of crawfish at festival and serve it up. And you see people all over the French Quarter just enjoying that. Gosh. Every minute of it. I bet you it smells incredible out yeah. there. It makes the neighborhood have that really beautiful spice. Golly. Okay, so so I, I show up and suppose I want to see like Kermit Ruffin or something like that. Do I go online to find out when they play or do you have, y'all have schedules out there or how does that we work? Print, yeah, we printed 300,000 schedules. We'll be out of the festival free of charge. All right. At um, every major entry point, you can pick up a schedule. We also have a really amazing app. You can get this. Get the free app for the um, iPhone or the Android, oh. and you just have to go to the you know the app store and right. download that. And that has complete music schedules, complete menus, wow. special event schedule, the map of the French Quarter that shows where all the stages are. It's really got anything and everything you want to know or see. Um, the one rule, big rule we have at festivals, there's no outside beverages or coolers allowed. Sure. Sure. Um, when people purchase their drinks at the festival, it helps fund the festival, so it helps keep it free. That's right, and you know, one of the things I love about this is it's all local, right? It's, it's local musicians, it's, it's our local customs and traditions, it's also local restaurants, food, and uh, we also have our local brewery, right? You're right, Abita Brewing Company is our sponsor, they've been oh, with man. us since 2008, and we just signed on with them through 2018, so right. we are together in partnership for quite a while, and this year, for the first time ever, we are the only festival in Louisiana who will be getting a bit of strawberries. We'll be serving a bit of strawberry on the riverfront and in Jackson Square, as well as five other flavors. So it's lots to choose from, and we think the crowds are going to be really thrilled to have a strawberry out here. That is a good one. Oh, yeah. I, I like I, it. I like that. <laughs> that, that is, it's really tasty. It's not too sweet and soda poppy flavored, you know? It's That's a, right. It's, it's good. Yeah. Now, how many folks are y'all expecting this year? Um, last year, we had over half a million over the four days. Wow. Um, we do, you know, there's a big study that's done by the University of New Orleans, and it shows that about half of the crowds are locals and about the other half are visitors who have discovered it. You know, New Orleans' best kept secret is kind of out. So uh, the hotels are full, and we expect great crowds, really, really friendly crowds. That's what we really pride ourselves in is this festival. is a very friendly festival, and it's a very civilized, and people just get along and have a good time. And, you know, they call us the kickoff to festival season in New Orleans, and we kind of love that unofficial title. Mm-hmm. Now, how old is the French Quarter Festival? This is our 30th anniversary this year. 30th anniversary. Okay, I, I, you know, I guess I'm just out of touch in Baton Rouge, but uh, you know, it's only an hour away, and what a destination, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you come here at, at what time of day does it start? Uh, well, for yeah, instance, it's, it's, uh, it's a very international event too. We've got people who come in every year from England and France and Germany and Sweden and Canada. My goodness, and it, it is it has a uh, you know international appeal too. Some, you know, it's, there's so much traditional jazz. It's just so much New Orleans music in yeah. one place for one weekend that, that people from all over the world love it. So we get a great 
great group of guests from around the world. Well, then give me an example, for instance, because uh, uh, we're talking, for instance, Saturday morning. What time would I get here on Saturday morning and, uh, sure. and start looking around without getting here too early, or is there too early? Well, you know, the festival opens at 11. Okay. The music and the food starts at 11. So we do encourage people to get here early because it does get busy. And because of the size and, and scope of the festival, the French Quarter neighborhood does become quite pedestrian. Some of the streets get shut down. Yeah. And the people just take over the streets. And it's really fun. But the thing to do is um, we have a free shuttle bus. So That's right. We do have to take a break, folks. You're listening to The Catholic Foodie Show on Breadbox Media. I'm your host, Jeff Young. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to The Catholic Foodie Show here on Breadbox Media. I'm Jeff Young, your host, The Catholic Foodie. So glad that you are here with me today. We are talking about the French Quarter Festival. That is what's going on this weekend. And, uh, you know, it was funny. I was just thinking about this as we were listening to the last segment, uh, listening to uh, Marcy Schramm and that interview with, uh, with Dave Dawson. That was part of, well, I should say it this way. Not only was that part of the Around the Table food show, uh, Around the Table radio show, it was also the very first show, Around the Table show. <laughs> that was the very first show that we did for that new radio show. That was back in 2013. Local terrestrial radio in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, the Around the Table show or the Around the Table radio, Around the Table food show. We've called it different things over over the last uh, three years or so. Uh, but but basically it was bringing food and faith together locally here in New, New Orleans and, and Baton Rouge. And that was just a lot of fun. That was our first... Um, our inaugural uh, show broadcast was about the Fringe Quarter Festival. And, uh, you know, we've been hitting about this, hitting at it, different things, uh, the whole show today about the food. And, and you've 60 plus restaurants, New Orleans restaurants, top quality restaurants, serving all kinds of delicious, delicious foods. And it's affordable because what they're doing is this is not inside the building of the restaurant, right? They've got certain areas that are like, uh, uh, um, roped off and they've put tents there where you can go like little tents that you would find at any kind of festival, I guess, where people are selling things or, and, 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 uh, they've got it set up to where their kitchens or their makeshift kitchens or portable kitchens are in the back. And the, the tent is there with a big table in front where you can, you know, order and, and pay for and get your food. And, uh, they're all over the place. You've got different sections. Uh, we heard about the U.S. Mint. That's where Dreamy Weenies was uh, three years ago. Uh, we, as I mentioned, right there in front of St. Louis Cathedral, Jackson Square. That has a big area right there. Uh, over by the uh, lakefront, there's another huge stage. The food is always somewhere close to where one of the stages are, the big music stages where you have this year 1,700-plus world-renowned local Artists, I should say, world-class local artists, uh, musicians playing. Incredible! That's an incredible number of people. You think about it. Uh, but these these restaurants uh, are are your top-notch restaurants all throughout New Orleans, and they're out here outside serving 
food. So the portions may be smaller than what you're going to get in the restaurant and you're, you're getting served on, you know, paper plates and styrofoam bowls and that kind of thing. Uh, but it also brings the price down, which was very good for me and my family the last time that we went, uh, because you get to taste and try so many different dishes and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. You know, you're going to spend that money. We like to share. And we were able to, uh, to, to try a lot of different uh, dishes. This, this was my wish list. Okay. This was my wish list, uh, from last year. And then we'll, we'll kind of compare this. Well, this is my wish list. And then I'll tell you what we actually ate. How about that? You know, the wish list was this, uh, shrimp and crab meat stuffed merloton with Creole sauce and a brisket of beef with horseradish sauce. These are both dishes by Two Jags, Two Jags restaurant uh, in New Orleans in the French Quarter. That was my wish list. Does that sound good or what? You know, Merloton, if you're not from down here, uh, you may not know what a Merloton is. Merloton is kind of hard to explain, but it, it's it's produce, right? It's, it's uh, I guess, a, a vegetable. Uh, and then I, I'm going to say that and then someone's going to come back and say, no, it's a fruit. It, it's a fruit or vegetable. I don't even know how to classify what a Merloton is, but it's, I'd have to look it up to, to tell you. But what we like to do with these Merlotons when they, you know, they, they have a season, I guess once a year, um, is to stuff them with seafood. And so shrimp and crab meat are great uh, uh, with Merloton. Or, or you can do it, as, instead of stuffing it, you can make it into like a casserole. My wife made a, a, a shrimp and Merloton casserole. Um, I guess it was, when was that? It's been a couple of months now. I think it was either the beginning of Lent um, or somewhere around Mardi Gras time, I think. I can't recall. But I do know that it was so good I made her make it again. <laughs> It was so good that one time I said, you, you, you got to do that again, like now. <laughs> so we had it two days in a row. It was so good. Um, the Satchmo dog, we heard about that, right? Satchmo dog with a zesty beef frank topped with red beans and rice from Dreamy Weenies. That was on my wish list. Prime beef debris po' boy. Wow. I mean, even just saying that, oh man, debris. Debris. You know, when you think about debris, what do you think about? You know, a bombshell uh, building with, you know, debris or maybe a hurricane or, or flooding and it leaves by, behind it, what, debris? No, when we're talking about food, that's not what we're talking about. Not that, although sometimes, you know, if you have a kid who's really messy when they eat and they get up from lunch, you might find a lot of debris there on the table <laughs> or the floor. That could be, you can make an argument for that. That could be debris. But I'm talking about like roast beef as an example. You're doing some kind of a roast beef, you're cooking it down and that debris is going to be what? It's going to be uh, uh, chunks of that meat that kind of fall off because it is so juicy and so tender, it falls off into that juice. And so you have that juice, that kind of an aju in French, they say, aju along with, with, with whatever uh, debris that is there, the, 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 the meat that falls off uh, of the, the main part of the meat because it's just so juicy and tender. I love that. And so you get like a prime beef debris po' boy. It's going to have a beef po' boy with that juice along with the debris on top. Oh, that's like a 40 napkin deal, right? You're just going to take your 40 napkins to eat that and try to stay clean. It's uh, oh, amazing. So that was on my wish list, along with a check this out, check, check it out. Bourbon barbecue shrimp 
po' boy. Now, po' boy is just a, uh, you know, down here we have these po' boys, we call them. It's, it's short for poor boy. I've gone into the history of that before on the show. Uh, but basically, it used to be just a very economical sandwich that, that you know, for, for workers who were on strike. And that's, we don't have time to go into the whole history of it, but that's where the poor boy, poor boy comes from. And uh, today they're not really cheap. <laughs> they're not, they're not all that cheap anymore. They're not, you know, but anyway, uh, it's on a special kind of bread. It's, it's not your traditional French, French bread, like you'd get from France, like a baguette that you have even here. You know, we have really good French bread in New Orleans. The po' boys tend to be more on what's called like po' boy bread. It's like, it is very much like a French baguette. It's very much like that, except it's softer on the inside and the shell, the, the outer crust is not as thick. It's still crunchy, but not as thick. And that way you're not going to tear your mouth up by biting into this thing because it's a lot, it's a lot softer than your uh, traditional uh, uh, French baguette. You might hear my little baby girl, Zelly Marie in the background. She is uh, just, you know. Hanging out, having a good time today, cooing and cawing and doing all that stuff that babies do uh, while I'm here talking to you on the radio. That's This is real life, folks. Real life on Breadbox Media. So glad that I could bring that to you. Hot boiled crawfish with all the fixings. That was on my wish list, too. Uh, fried shrimp BLT po' boy. Oh, oh I got to tell you about this. This was unreal. And this is something you can get regularly. Like you go to some of the restaurants in New Orleans and you get, you know, that serve po' boys. You can, you can, you can get this, right? This is not just a jazz fest thing or a French quarter fest thing. This is something you can get a fried shrimp BLT po' boy. Let me just pause here and let that sink in. Wow. Huh? Isn't that something? Fried shrimp BLT po' boy. What does that mean? It means it's a fried shrimp po' boy, which I absolutely love. BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomatoes. You're going to put bacon on a shrimp po' boy. Wow. I love it. And I have to tell you, because we're going to, we run out of time. I'm talking about this food. I'm getting all excited and hungry and stuff, and I'm not watching the clock. We're going to run out of time. I'm not going to tell you, be able to tell you what I actually had when I went to the French Quarter Fest last year. Uh, shrimp Remoulade. All right. Both of those are by Galatoire's. Galatoire's restaurant, famous, famous, famous restaurant in New Orleans. Fry shrimp, BLT, po' boy, and, fry, and, and shrimp remoulade uh, salad. So good. Uh, here's another one. This is from Giacomo's. Giacomo's, another restaurant uh, in uh, New Orleans, further down St. Charles, kind of toward the end of St. Charles. It, this was a, um, a slow roasted duck po' boy. Oh, Duck. I love duck. Now, this is my wish list. Of course, I love all the stuff that's on here, right? Shrimp and alligator cheesecake. Wow. That, oh, it's a savory cheesecake. It's not like your dessert cheesecake. This is a shrimp and alligator savory cheesecake. It was so good. Uh, I did have some of that. I have to, I, I'll tell you about that later. Crawfish and goat cheese crepes. That was Muriel's in Jackson Square. Uh, 12 hour. This is from uh, Boucherie, which is another restaurant. Boucherie, a 12 hour roast beef po' boy. That's 12 hour means it, it cooked down for 12 hours, right? Cooked down for 12 hours. 12 hour roast beef po' boy with horseradish cream and pickled red onions. Mm. Man, I've been saying all this time today that I'm not going to the French Quarter Fest, but I'm talking about this food and I think I'm going to have to go. 
<laughs> no, but we got to take a break, right? We got to take a break. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I have to read this to my wife and see what she says. All right. Grilled chicken livers with sweet hot pepper jelly and fried jumbo chicken wings with mustard greens. That was from the Praline Connection. Those were on my wish list. We are almost out of time. Real quick. What did we have? We had the shrimp and alligator cheesecake. We had the slow roasted duck po' boy. We had the fried shrimp BLT po' boy. Oh, man, that was so good. We had turtle soup from the Court of Two Sisters. was not on my list. We had it anyway, and it was phenomenal. Best turtle soup I ever had. And then we went to Dreamy Weenies. We had two different hot dogs. We had the Satchmo dog, which I mentioned earlier in the show, and also the gin chili dog. And boy, that was good. We got some Natchitoches meat pies. Didn't talk about that earlier, but we had some of that. We also had snowballs, went to Ralph and Kaku's, went to Barreca's. And we're gonna, I'm just going to have to tell you more about that soon because we're out of time, folks. Thank you so much for listening to The Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, The Catholic Foodie. And until next time, bon appetit.